Well, today I'm going to do my best impression of Mr. Mo Munti. You know the vibes. <laughs> that ends a 306 episode streak of the same intro on every episode. Well, today was interesting. Today was, today was interesting. We saw... What happened today, Mo? What happened? We, we what happened? saw an absolutely fantastic game, shot making on both sides. You know, the Denver Nuggets went into Phoenix. They lost game four, 129 to 124. The Suns took the win. Uh, you know, Nikola Jokic put up 53 points. Jamal Murray had 28. On the other side, Booker and Durant had 36 apiece. And Landry Shamet, you talk about unexpected contributions all the time. Landry yes. Shamet came off the bench with 19 points. That? And that's the only game that happened today. So that's what we're going to talk about <laughs> on this episode. <laughs> so we'll talk about that and then preview tonight's games. <laughs> so talk to me, Phoenix Suns. <laughs> well, you know what, Mo? You, you you are the best. You are the best. You're the best. It's we the best. This is great. We the best. Uh, yeah. Shouts yeah. to DJ Khaled. Um, yeah. <laughs> Phoenix Suns. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Are we really going to go there? Hell are yeah. we really? Hell oh, yeah. We can't go there. No, no. We'll go there no, and we on. might circle back. We might circle back after. Let's talk about this one first. <laughs> Because we just okay. we just finished watching this, right? Talk okay. to me about the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> okay, Landry Shamet, who does look a little bit like Clay Thompson, did his best Clay Thompson impression tonight, going five of eight from behind the arc for 19 points off the bench in a great win for the Suns. You know, we all thought they were down and out. Um, no one really thought after the first two games that this was going to be much of a series. Shout out to Ross in this in the Discord server who is a big believer in the Phoenix Suns. Shout out to everyone in the Discord. We have great conversations going on during all the games, so get involved there. The link is in the description of the show. Um, but they're back. We've got a series on our hands, and according to your rules, uh, the series has not begun yet, as both teams have defended yes. home court. And now we've got a best of three, with the Phoenix mm. Suns looking the best they have all postseason. Monty Williams has figured some things out. You know, DeAndre Ayton didn't play a lot of minutes tonight. He played 27 minutes. But he did look in some stretches, especially down the, down the stretch in the fourth quarter, a lot more aggressive and a lot more impactful than he had so far this series. Kevin uh, Kevin Durant, I know he scored 36 and had 11 rebounds, six assists, two steals. But on defense, his impact was sensational on the defensive side yep. of the ball. He was amazing yep. defensively. Devin Booker looks like it's impossible for him to miss a mid-range jump shot. He is... His shot-making... Insane. I don't have the words to describe what Devin Booker has been able to do um, in the playoffs so far. What were your takeaways from the game? Well, besides Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, you know, let, let, let's go to the bench. And again, Mo, we've always stressed, and more times than not, the home bench seems to play better at home than they do on the road, okay? Tance Ross, I thought, was big. He had eight points off the bench. You know, uh, Londale, okay? You know, this kid comes in, you know, Jock Londale comes in, has a nice game, eight points, five rebounds, really nice. He was very solid off the bench. And then the big one is Landry Shaman. I mean, he had 19 points. And I thought that was a difference. You know, these two guys have established that they can score. 
talking about Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. However, they're going to need someone else to contribute. Well, that someone else, let's put a name to it. Landry Shamit came in and was huge off the bench. He made timely threes. He made big shots and he, he was a very aggressive. So clearly I think, you know, Monty Williams and his staff knows that someone's got to step up and help these guys. If they're going to continue to score with this consistency. Now these, these are, they put together back-to-back games where they've played over 40 minutes and they both had big games, you know, 36 and 12 assists from Devin Booker. That's, that's big 36, 11 that's and defense playoff career high 12 assists. Yeah. And defensively Kevin Durant really, I mean, he really did a really nice job in there. So huge win, a lot of minutes, the, you know, now they've tied up the series, the best two out of three. And again, when you look at the bench of, of, of the Denver Nuggets, you know, that I think they only play like eight guys. Okay. Yeah. And they didn't get any contribution. So, you know, it kind of stayed true to course. You know, the Joker, wow. I mean, 53, 11 assists. I mean, what more can you say? You know, Jamal Murray was big. All of their starters scored in double figures. However, it wasn't enough. So give the Phoenix Suns credit. I thought they played terrific um, at home. They had a lot of energy in the building. There was a little. There was another little episode there with the the owner Owner of the Phoenix Suns, the the new owner of the Phoenix Suns. So we had all the 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 theater. We had drama. We had a great game, shot making, and the home team won. So you know what, Mo? We're we're really. I think we are now in for a terrific, terrific, um, you know, matchup between the Phoenix Suns. And the Denver Nuggets, they both established that they can do things. The star players are playing truly like stars. And what seems to, to be the deciding factor is when the role players step up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now we're going to go back to Denver, see what happens. But it was a great, great home effort by the Phoenix Suns here. Um, you know, what's crazy is in the second round of the playoffs, only three players are averaging more than 30 points and all three of them are playing in this series. So that's Kevin Durant, Nikola Jokic and Devin Booker. <laughs> I, I know. Right? It's all, it's basically <laughs> like, it's like watching someone play 2K, right? It's just shot after shot after shot. And it's not even like the defense is bad. It's just amazing shot making. I want to know, do you think any team has the edge going into the final stretch of the last three games of this series now? Or do you think it's just even Stevens, we both defended our home court, Let's see who's going. Or do you think the Suns have somewhat of an edge now because we thought we were down and out, but we're back. We've just won two straight. And, you know, if Denver's bench doesn't show up like that, they've had this all regular season long. They would lose games that Jokic had fantastic games in because their bench and their depth is somewhat of an issue. Well, you know, I I think, Mo, what you and I said at the beginning of the series, that both teams are going to pose problems for one another. And in the first two games, Jokic dominated. I mean, he he totally dominated, and he was very dominant tonight. However, we also thought that Kevin Durant and Devin Booker would pose some problems on the other end. And in the first two games, it seemed like Denver had solved that problem or, or at least had the ability to contain them. Suddenly now these guys have erupted. I mean, they've like – the floodgates have opened. They've yeah. really had two amazing games back-to-back. So – it's not a coincidence. Now they both know that they can do things. Jokic has played probably the most consistent over the four-game stretch. However, these last two games, they've established they can do something, but they've done it at home, which they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Now, can they take their 
can, can they take this on the road and, and and put it together? Jokic doesn't matter where Jokic plays. He's going to play big no matter what. But we're going to need the contributions of the others. Now, who which other is going to step up? You would think that Denver will probably have an advantage. They'll play better. They'll feed off the crowd. Coach Malone will probably be a little bit more relaxed going into his bench as he was on the road, you would think. But you know what? It just takes one game. Oh, now they got to figure mm-hmm. out how to, you know, play Landry Shamit, you know, Terrence Ross, these guys. Now they got a little rhythm. Okay. Now if they can get it going there and maintain this aggressive play, which you don't really expect them to, but if someone can come in and give them just double figure scoring mode and it, and the, these two guard, two guys, Kevin Durant, I mean, this, you know, they're truly a dynamic duo now. I mean, Truly now those mm-hmm. two have figured it out. They're carrying the load. And if those guys can continue to what they're doing and someone else steps up and just gives them double figures, I think it increases their chance. But it's a big if. And it's important to remember they're doing this all without Chris Paul, who's out injured. I don't know when he's going to be back, listed as day to day. But without Chris Paul, they do play at a faster pace. Some of the play- playmaking has been picked up by Devin Booker. Like we said, he's got 12 assists in the game tonight. So it's going to be interesting to see how that affects things if Chris Paul does make his return into this series. Do you think, you know, we spoke a little bit about the incident where the ball went into the stands, Nikola Jokic went to get it. The Suns owner wouldn't let go of it. And Nikola Jokic gave him a little push and he flopped like he was doing his best impression of Joel Embiid. And um, do you think we're going to see a suspension for Nikola Jokic for the next game from the... No, 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 no. You can't. Listen. No, you 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 can't. I, and you know who knows what was said. We couldn't get the audio, but however, like you can't be holding the ball. Okay, first of all, mm-hmm. and you know I I, I I I thought it was really funny because you know the owner, you know Matt Ispia, he played at Michigan State for Tom Izzo. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. So I thought. Tom Izzo would have been proud that he took mm-hmm. the charge. <laughs> I thought and he would have been proud. It's funny because you know? if, if that was the old owner of the Phoenix Suns, Jokic would be a national hero. Um, <laughs> he, would, he would be a local hero in Phoenix. So it was interesting. I'm really excited to see the final three yeah, it was. It was interesting. Yeah, we should be. I mean, Mo, really, I mean, this is what the, this is what the playoffs is all about. You know, your great players step up. And make no doubt about it, Mo, having – I've been down 0-2 in a series and there's a lot of pressure, right? And you got to start off with game one to get to game two. So, you know, when you say every possession matters, but you say every quarter matters, but you got to take it, you know, you hear the guy say, we got to take it one game at a time. Well, certainly Mo, they've lived under that level of stress for the last two games and they have performed. So give those guys in the Phoenix Suns, their locker room, a lot of credit. They handled the pressure. They did what they had to do at home. But the fact remains, if they're going to win this series, Mo, they have to win one on the road, okay, which is yeah. a big task. They're going to have to win one. So, um, but give them credit. I, I, I thought it was it was great basketball, a very intense basketball, but more importantly, I mean, the, the, the performance by some of these guys, I mean, wow. I mean, we had, well, he had 28 points, Jamal Murray. I mean, we had four guys with 30 or more points, obviously with um, Jokic having a 50-piece here uh, this afternoon. Well, that's today's game's taken care of. Shall we talk about tonight's? (laughs) Mo, 
You know the vibes. <laughs> so for those of you guys who were not watching the NBA yesterday, a team that wears green and white uh, lost in overtime against the Philadelphia 76ers, 116 to 115. And um, I turned my phone on Do Not Disturb so that BJ couldn't ring me, um, which was fantastic. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it because, yes, yes, you know, we were talking about how the Sixers can get Maxi and Harden going um, because they've really struggled in the previous games. And early mm -hmm. on, Harden was very aggressive to score. Maxi was very aggressive to score. Joel Embiid was a little bit passive until the closing stretches of the first quarter. And I think he was looking to get his teammates going because he knows he can get going at any time. And Philly's defense was really impressive early on in this one. On the other hand, mm -hmm. Jason Tatum started the game zero for eight. I think he made one bucket in the first half, um, mm -hmm. which was a little mm -hmm. bit concerning. And the Sixers went up. I think they were up by 15, 16 points at one point. However, um, you know, Tatum came back to life. See, I got really annoyed because they had a chance to make it a four-point game and they turned the ball over, as only they can do. Um, but then Tatum came up with a block and then transition bucket to tie the game. And I want to I say this before we get into how the game ended. I don't know what Al Horford does during playoff time. But this guy is simply amazing. His defense on Joel Embiid in the fourth quarter of this game and overtime of this game was mm -hmm. unbelievable. He blocked Embiid mm -hmm. a couple times. He had Embiid overthinking decisions. He had him passing up the ball. He also threw down a dunk and did a little dance for the crowd, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. Someone's dad He did the most shake. That was the most shake. That's what they call it. That's what they're calling it. So... Um, Shout out to Al Horford. He did not deserve to lose this game tonight. Um, and Embiid did have a little bit. Embiid was lucky they won this game because he had a little bit of a meltdown in that fourth quarter. So the Celtics up, going down the stretch, tied game. They get the ball. I can't remember how much time it's on the court, like 12 seconds or whatever. Joe Missoula opts to not call a timeout. They go down the in other over, end. Is over, in, in, in the end of the fourth quarter. End of the fourth quarter. And the regular. End of the fourth quarter, okay. he doesn't call a timeout. Marcus Mar gets an open three. He misses. The game goes to overtime. And then in overtime, the Celtics were up two with 20 seconds left. Jalen Brown decides to double team from one pass away where James Harden was in the corner. And like clockwork, Embiid hits Harden in the corner who knocks down the three. And then the Celtics have about 15 seconds. Joe Mazzuda doesn't call a timeout again. Celtics go down. Marcus Smart once again gets a three from the wing but it's released a few milliseconds too late, even though he made it and the Sixers walk away with the win. What were your takeaways from this one? Well, I mean, it, I mean it's obvious. I mean, we don't want to keep hashing on it, but it's obvious. Maxi or Harden has to put their mark on the game. They have to contribute in the one or both. You would prefer both. But one of them are going to have to figure out how to contribute to the game and make their imprint and, and really be felt, you know, as far as impacting the game, especially on the offensive end. I mean, you just can't play through JoJo and then and not take advantage of, you know, full court basketball because he's spectacular in the half court. Now, when they get those type of contributions, Bo, which they got tonight with James Harden. Now points. they're tough. Now they're tough to beat. One of, one of them. Yeah. One of them is going to have to figure this out. Right now. What I thought Jojo did, especially today, 
is, is different than the other game is he was very patient. He's giving the other guy space to figure out what they can do. And then he can finish it all up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I thought that was, it's not that they did anything different. It's just, they had a different mindset. They had a game plan. We got to figure out how to get someone else to contribute to the game. And then Jojo, you can take us home. Um, so except he did James Harden took him home because yeah, Paul yeah, had yeah. him clamped up. Exactly. But I mean, think about it though, Mo. He he made a big pass at the end. I mean, yeah. that pass to James Harden, that corner three, was off of Joe Jojo, even though he wasn't scoring, it was just his presence and his ability to score, which allowed them to double team. And but you didn't need right to. This is the this is the frustrating part is you didn't need to double team. You're up to you can live with Embiid scoring that bucket and you still got a chance to win the game. Worst case, double overtime. Helping from the corner shooter who's one pass away, no help available, just makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, well, Mo, I mean, listen, it's easy for me to say that. And maybe, listen, maybe you saw something. I saw a mismatch. I saw Jason Tatum guarding Joel Embiid. At the final play of the game, I, 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 I mean, but there's still 20 seconds on the clock. I'm, a, I'm gonna live with it. Okay, that's fine. I, I, that's fine. I, I'm just saying it was just a reaction. I saw a mismatch. If that was Al Horford and he helped, I would be like, okay. But I saw a mismatch, so he helped. Great shot. You know, it was the right play. It was the right play. I mean, I, I thought it was the right play all around. I mean, these players make great plays, and that was a great play. And, and you know what? Now we go back tied two two. So you know the Celtics they they were greedy. They were trying to come in there and get two games. They got one. They they got done what they needed to get done. Okay, and, and it would have been nice to get two to go up three one. However, here we are. The, the series is tied, and um, we're in for a treat here too, Mo. I mean, if they can continue this formula with allowing one of the other guys to play and contribute. You know what, Mo? Now it's anybody's game, but you know that's a big if for Philadelphia. Well, well, one thing that concerns me is Jalen Brown only took four shots over the last seventeen minutes of this game, and given that he right. was really keeping you in this when Jason Tatum was ice cold, how did that happen? Why did that happen? You know how how do you allow that to happen going down the stretch of a game? Well, sometimes, Mo, you 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 know you they were down big. Okay, they were down what sixteen, I believe, in yeah. the second half, something like that. And when you're down, Mo, you know, you're playing from a deficit and someone catches a hot hand, you know. So, you know, Jason Tatum and, and these guys and Al, I mean, Al just makes timely shots, right? I mean, mm -hmm. Al just, I mean, defensively, I thought he was terrific. You know, Brockton played well again off the bench. I mean, 19 and eight rebounds off the bench. So, uh, you know, it, it, that's a tough call. However, I think when you find a player that has a hot hand and you can exploit the matchup, clearly they were looking for a matchup. They were trying to go to Maxi on the defensive end to get him switched. Yeah, to clearly they were looking for a matchup, but whatever it is, they got themselves back in the game. And that's the most important thing with a chance to win it. Mm -hmm. And both teams made some huge shots. James Harden was, was, you know, I mean, he, he looked pretty good, Mo. I mean, you know, he showed up, all right? He took a little, some criticism for the last two days. He internalized it, and he responded, okay? So give him credit, you know, for showing up in this moment because a lot of people, you know, you, you, you know, heard some whispers. Oh, what, what's going on? Is he done? 
Where, 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 yeah. Why isn't he playing? You know, after game after the he had a, a outburst in game one, but now mm-hmm. Mo he's done it on the road. He's, he's done it at home. He's I got to say this. He's carried the Sixers to two wins. The MVP yes, has yes, not done has. that yet. Imagine that the MVP's yes, exactly. not won them a game yet, but James Harden has. Let me ask you this. Those both those possessions to close out regular time and to close out overtime, Joe Mazzula opting to not call a timeout. Here's why I'm not okay. too mad. A lot of people were like, can't wait for the podcast. Mo's going to rip into Joe Mazzula. I'm not mad at that. Reason being, there's a lot of time on the clock. It's not like it's a situation with like five seconds left, two seconds left, you've got to drop a play. You've got a lot of time left on the clock. This is a team with aspirations to win a championship. You trust them to be able to generate a good look in 20 seconds or 15 seconds, whatever it is, right? You've got scoring threats all over the court. All your guys, one through five, can score the basketball. If you call a timeout, yes, you can advance the ball. However, it gives Philly the chance to put in their better defenders. So you're then going up against a Jalen McDaniels or a Niang or someone rather than Maxi and Harden. And, um, you know, if you've got aspirations to make a championship run, you've got to be able to trust in your team. So... Had this been an elimination game, maybe he would have called the timeout and drawn up something solid. But maybe this is one where you let them roll with it. Okay, cool. We've lost this one. We'll go get it back on our home court. But now, Jason Tatum, you can look at how you need to close this out. Because you may end up, if you progress into the conference finals or the finals, in a situation where you don't have any timeouts left and you've got to trust your team to generate a bucket. So I'm not too mad about him not calling a timeout. What do you think about that decision from Joe Mazzula? Well, I, I, I'll say this. I say this. Look, look. When you have a, when you live your life in the professional, you know, for for everyone to see, right? You live a public life. You, everyone's going to question you. And I'm not here to question any coach or any decision that's made. However, I, I, I just want to point this out and say the following. You know, having been in those situations numerous times. When you're on the road and the score is tied, you have control of the situation because now you can take the last shot and go into overtime. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not saying it's not right. I'm not saying it's wrong to call a timeout. I'm not saying it's right. But if you have a veteran team, you want to play in a chaotic situation and take the last shot because that way you make sure that there's especially on the road that the game goes to overtime either we win the game or the game goes to overtime okay mm-hmm. that's just conventional wisdom however mo i want to say this on the road when you're down one with 12 or 15 seconds okay one of the things And I'm just staying true to the principles of a sound offense, okay, which is to get penetration, right? And how do you get penetration? You get penetration either with the shot, you get penetration with the pass, or you get penetration with the dribble. If that's a because that's one of the you have to provide penetration to a solid offense, to a principled offense. And the one thing, Mo, is when you're on the road and you're down one is you have to provide offensive rebounding with the shot once you get it. Mm -hmm. If there's one thing, Mo, that I will say is that when you do have the ball in that situation, you not only are talking to your best player, which was Jason Tatum, the ball got to where it was supposed to be. 
But you have to remind the other four players to get in position to possibly tip the ball in because someone, if he decides to pass, if he shoots and he misses, you want to at least have the opportunity to, to do two things. You want to get the rebound, offensive rebound, yeah, or foul to force the other team to make free throws and possibly get the ball. Yeah, so back. you're saying you want to go earlier rather than taking a shot at the final. Yes, yeah, I, I'm just saying as a as a principle. Bo, yeah. if he makes the shot, we're not saying it. Yeah, I'm just saying stay principled. To so I would, I would just stick to my principles of saying, here we are, guys. We're going to get the shot. Jason Tatum is going to get the ball just like he did. Jason Tatum, your job is to make the right play, the right the right read, but let's get ourselves in position to do two things. Get the offensive rebound, which you could tip it in, because they're going to help more times than not. Yeah. Either you're going to make the basket, game over, or if we misses, if we miss the shot, we want to foul to possibly get another opportunity to do it. Yeah. Because we would only be down three. You follow what I'm saying, Mo? Yeah. That that's I'm just want to stay principled to the game. So if there instead of having one chance, I want to try to give myself three chances to maximize the time that's left in the game. Right. One being the initial shot, two being the offensive rebound, three being we can we if they go down, make two free throws, we, we can, can get still, a three. Yeah, so we can then call a timeout. You, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and that and that's my only. That's my only thing with it. And, and again, the ball got to where it's supposed to be. So that's the sign of a good team. However, Mo, you know, like three chances to make it is better than one <laughs> in, in a yeah. situation like that. You follow what I'm saying? So I'm not saying I'm not saying that it was right or wrong. I'm just saying you have to you have to you have to maximize and manage the time that's on the clock in that situation. Yeah. Because that gives you the best opportunity, no matter what happens, because Mo, like Jason Tatum is going to engage a second defender, which yeah. he did. He, he, he got he like three right defenders, play. four defenders on him. Yes. He made the right play, but the time had just ran out. Okay. Yeah. So if there's anything to go back and correct, that's how I would manage it because that's how I've seen it most successful. But again, I've seen it most successful in that way too, but, it, but you want to just remind your team. So if that, that's all I'm saying, overall, I thought it was the right, the ball got to where it's supposed to be. Now, yeah. if he, if he doesn't make it, you know, of course we're going to question it. I'm not questioning it. I'm just saying what I think will give you the most chances in that situation. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, in a game where you're down 16, your best player's not scored in basically the whole first half, you're having a terrible game, you know, defensively, to get back into it and take it to overtime, it's not maybe as bad as you think. And the series is tied now. We've got a best of three with this one as well. So each team got a win on the road, cancelled each other out. So best of three, uh, first team to win two. So we're going to see what happens with that. Um, let's look at tonight. Knicks and Heat go up against each other in Miami. Mm, mm. I mean, I need to see something from the Knicks here. I need to see something here because that last game, we spoke about it on the episode yesterday. That weren't it. I've got to see some sort of adjustments from 
the New York Knicks because right now Eric Spoles is putting on a masterclass and we've spoken about this so many times. I don't really know oh, what we have left to say yeah. at this point, but who can the Knicks, who can be the guy for the Knicks? Because Brunson struggled, Randall's, you know, coming off of injuries, struggling a little bit. Who could be the guy for the Knicks? You know what I would like to see? You know what I would like to see, Bo? Okay, I, I know what I would like to see in this series is the following. Um, Coach Spolstra, I mean, he's, I mean, some of these guys are so good, right? Some of these guys are so good. And the more experience you get, you just get better, better at it. And we just talked about not only knowing your team, you got to maximize the game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You got to maximize the clock. You, then you start watching these coaches get matchups. Now, here's a key matchup for me that no one's really talking about, but it's very, very important because he always has a lead guard, a lead player, a veteran, a quarterback, if you will, in American football. That's what we you know, call it here. But he always has a lead guard on the floor, and his name is Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. And Kyle Lowry contribution and organizational skills with the second unit to me is critical because Jimmy Butler kind of does that with the first unit. Okay. And he plays about 35, 36 minutes. Then Kyle Lowry does it with the second unit. So he always has veteran leadership on the floor to organize the game. I think it's time. Now you start getting these contributions, just like we saw tonight with the Phoenix Suns. Okay. Landry Shamit. Terrence Ross, these guys aren't even in the rotation. And then suddenly they come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I would love to see two guys for the New York Knicks, right? Evan Fournier. Why Evan Fournier? Because I know you got to at least stay with him. You got to guard him, which he is going to provide that spacing. Thing. Which is going to provide spacing on the floor for their perimeter players to drive. Talking about Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, and Jalen Brunson. And then I would like to have a veteran play against Kyle Lowry and that veteran would be Derek Rose. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, 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 because you got to neutralize Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is dominating the guard play on the second unit. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Okay. Now, normally you'll save the dominating word for your starting players. Kyle Lowry's leadership on the second unit has been one of the key factors because he runs the offense. He gets the ball to Bam. He gets the ball to Jimmy. He gets the other guys involved. And clearly, Coach Spolstra trusts him to run the team. Mm-hmm. He's an extension of Coach Spolstra, which is allowing him to have an organized, a player that can organize the game plan for 48 minutes now because Jimmy Butler does it as a starter, and he's doing it as, as a backup. So now his 48 minutes are being maximized every single game. I think you got to you got to disrupt that, and, and I think Derrick Rose can do that. Larry does a great job on the defensive end too. Yeah, he does a he, he's playing terrific in that role. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like Coach Spo has said, you know what? He's a starter, but he's better than any backup guard right now in the NBA, and he's dominating that matchup. So I'm like, wait a minute, this guy is why are they so good for 48 minutes? Because when you sub, Kyle Lowry comes in. Okay, Mm -hmm. and he's doing a really he's doing a really nice job. Okay, because he's truly a starter. But I think you got to neutralize that with another veteran player and you're going to have to provide spacing on the floor so you can dictate how the other team is going to guard you. 
because they got to open up some lanes, Mo, for Jalen Brunson. They're going to open up some lanes for Julius Randle. Why? Because he's seen four other bodies in addition, Jalen Brunson, when he drives the ball. They're just packing it in against him. So I think Coach Tibbs and these guys are going to have to find someone. I don't know who that is, but I would like to figure out how to attack Kyle Lowry. It's as crazy as that sounds, right? I, Kyle Lowry I to me, you, I got to figure out. I want Coach Spo to go, I got to play Jimmy Butler 44 minutes. If you could get Jimmy Butler to play over 40 minutes and and Kyle Lowry not to be effective in the game, I think it, it significantly increases your chance because Kyle now Jimmy Butler has to organize the game and score in the game and defend in the game. And that's a lot to put on one person. But right now, Kyle Lowry is relieving that pressure. So now Jimmy is just free to roam. He doesn't have that responsibility. And I think that would be that would really increase the 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 winning the chances of winning by the Knicks, and, and I would do something as simple as when he's in the game, I would just pick him up full court. Why? Yeah, tire him out because he, he's tired. <laughs> he's thirty. What? How old is Kyle? Kyle's got to be 35, 36, right? I think so. Uh, yeah. So I I, I mean, you got to do something. Yeah, you got to do something because he's really dominating. I mean, he's playing terrific basketball off the bench. And he's now he's picking up a flow. You know, he's done this like three games in a row now. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about the other game, the Lakers and the Warriors. The Lakers have a chance to take a 3-1 lead. Anthony Davis, we spoke about this before on the show. He's been yo-yoing. He has a great game. He has a subpar game. He has a great game. He has a subpar game. In game four, he had, in game three, sorry, he had a great game. Will he be able to replicate that tonight? Because we all know the Lakers will go as far as Anthony Davis will take them. At this stage, if he's the best player, they'll win the game. Can he do it again tonight? Well, I, I mean, they're going to need him to do it. It's not can he do it. They need him to do that. Okay. We we, we know the formula here. Okay. Let, let's, after three games, let's just call it now like we see it. We're, we, and I say we, the Golden State Warriors and, 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 and the Golden State Warriors and the, and, the, and, the, and the fan base, if they are going to tie this series up, they're going to have to figure out how to contain Anthony Davis. There's no ifs, there's no ands and buts about it. If Anthony Davis, not just scoring the basketball, which will get the headlines, if he is not occupied on the defensive end, that's what I'm most concerned about. They are, the Warriors are going to have to find a way to occupy him, to keep him engaged so that they can get the proper driving lanes to the basket without him being disruptive mm -hmm. as a shot blocker at their at their last line of defense. That's just that's just it. That just is what it is now. Okay, they don't have a player that can attack Anthony Davis, right? They you know they don't have a a, a Joel Embiid or a Jokic or somebody who they can go at him on the offensive end. They have to engage him now to keep him occupied because he's dominating on the defensive end. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which is going to put that much more pressure for them to make threes. Okay. Under duress. So let's see what they're going to do because they have to figure out how to get Draymond green or J Michael green or Kavon Looney 
maybe Jonathan Kaminga. They're going to have to do something here because this isn't a desperation game, right? A lot of people are saying whoever wins game four is going to win this series. Well, I would say that with anyone else except the Warriors. The Warriors have been down (laughs) 3-1, okay? Yeah. They know, okay? So so has LeBron. Okay, so has LeBron. So I'm not – this isn't a desperation game. As long as they have a game – let me tell you something. Steph Curry is not short on confidence. Yeah. (laughs) Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and the the gang, they are not short on confidence, okay? They may not be as tall as the other team, but their confidence will be there, okay, as long as there's a game. So must games happen when on an elimination – I think this team now is at a – they have a tall order to fill right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they have the matchup to get the job done because the only one that has shown the ability to shoot consistently is Jermichael Green. One of those guys are going to have to make threes. Yeah. Or that's just what it is now. Do you think right? that Steve Kerr goes back to the small lineup with Jordan Poole in? If they go to the smaller lineup, that's one thing that Anthony Davis doesn't have a problem doing. He doesn't have a problem playing against smaller players. He's not a big who's affected by playing against smaller players. He's probably better playing against smaller players. You know, the thing that seems to affect him are those big players like Jokic, Embiid, and those guys who can bang him around a little bit. So I think small ball for him is not a that's not a good recipe. But for it him just makes him he has it makes him work more in terms of covering more space. It gives them more shooting if Jamal Green is not hitting shots and they can play at a faster tempo in transition. Well, I okay, that, that may be true. Okay, that's one way to do. But I also think they're going to lack an offensive rebounding and size and all of those things. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then again, one of the principles for a sound offense is penetration with the shot. Well, if you get the shot and you offensive rebound, that, that that's I'll take that and there's no one there with the exception of Draymond he can't box out everybody mm-hmm. okay so I think it's a dilemma for them I don't know I on the one hand offensively I, I you're right okay they can bring him out but on the other hand you're going to give up the defensive you know offensive rebounding and I don't I don't know maybe you can get away with it for a short time but at some point here you know, you want to dictate the tempo or you want to dictate the game. And I think that favors the Lakers because they are the bigger team right now. And I don't think they are as affected. I don't think LeBron is affected by being the four. Yeah. Okay. I don't I don't think he's affected by that. Um, and they've shown the Lakers in particular have shown that for 48 minutes, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, one, if not both, will always be on the floor. Yeah. So I don't think small ball will affect them as much in this series. I just think they need a big who can come out and maybe have a game like Jermichael Green did in game two. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. And we'll be with you every step of the way at the Hoop Genius Podcast, where we break down the NBA playoffs every morning for you. So make sure you stay subscribed to the show. Don't miss an episode. And um, yeah, what a day, BJ. Two exciting games. I'll say that. Yes. Two games that yeah, went right down to the wire. Playoff basketball at its peak. And I'm excited for tonight. We'll see what happens. In the meantime, you guys at home, stay locked in and get buckets.